welcome then to the <laughs> 10 Yards Betting Podcast uh, for week five. We appear to have gone live without our uh, uh, host host and leader, Adam. And there he is, assisted by magic. So, uh, Adam, please, please carry on. <laughs> I just did a wonderful hello and welcome to, and I wasn't even on the stream. I forgot to add myself after the technical issues I'm having. I've got a lovely new laptop and it is not playing ball with me. Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards podcast, the podcast where the host cannot win a best bet for to save his life. I am currently over and four in the season. Fortunately, the other guys are keeping us afloat to a certain extent. I believe we were two and two last week. Um, but yeah, it's not been good for me so far. I'm joined this week by Callum at Callum JD Squires and Liam at underscore Liam Horsley. Uh, we're going to go through the week five, uh, pick out our best bets and quickly skim over the rest of the games. Uh, Callum, how are you? Yeah, all good, all good. Just taken aback by the surprise going live, but it worked. It worked nicely in the end, and uh, yeah, do, doing okay. Excited for it's it's Red River rivalry here in uh, in Dallas tomorrow, so I'm sporting the the Sooner family colours, and uh, yeah, should be a should be a good weekend of football after a dour Thursday night to uh, uh, ruin my Thursday evening. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we always thought that game was going to be terrible, but it's it's okay because next week will be better, right? It's um, oh no, yeah, no, no Bear, Bears and Commanders on Thursday next week. Yeah, yeah. we we didn't bother doing the pod on Thursday night because <laughs> we didn't think many people would be too bothered about Broncos and uh, Colts, and luckily we didn't. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we would have all gone for the under. Um, we would have all been correct on that. So. Uh, yeah, Liam, how are you? Um, I know you said there was a few Chiefs fans going out to see the game this week, which unfortunately you couldn't make. Yeah, I've got a few friends that are going out to this game this weekend for Raiders week, which is always fun. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't make it. I'm going to the Chargers game in uh, in November instead. So uh, they'll probably win this weekend. Then when I go there, we'll lose and uh, annoy me very much. But uh, yeah, they're going over. So very jealous of them. And I actually bet on the over 36 points alt line last night. So I'm licking my wounds oh. after a stupid decision. I don't know why I did it. I put it in an accumulator. It was the last leg, and it obviously lost. Um, and it's probably the worst game I've ever seen as well. Uh, at least on prime time, it's probably the worst game I've ever seen. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to some good games on Sunday, hopefully. Like, worst game until next week. <laughs> yep. I, I bet there's more points scored next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's difficult yeah. to get... Uh, it's difficult to take an under-21, 21. isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the over-21. I don't want bookies to get me on that, but... <laughs> No, I um I had an alt line just to on Paddy Power. If you fail on one, they give a re- refund on um bet builders or used to. I don't think they do anymore. But I added plus nineteen. I had added over nineteen point five, which I believe was one to five hundred. Uh, on the odds just to make it a fourfold. <laughs> just about scrape that. Just about, yeah, very close. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're on a bit of a deadline today, so we will get going. I will go with my best bet. I have gone for the team that I love the most in the whole world. The Pittsburgh Steelers plus 14 and a half against the Bills. Uh, this is the biggest underdog the Steelers have been in, I believe, since 1960, which is quite frankly ridiculous. Um, and it's a, the, the main handicap for this one, though, is that it's a sandwich spot for the Bills. They played the Ravens last week and they have the Chiefs next week. I cannot imagine they will be play, paying too much attention to beating the Steelers this week. Um, so simple as that, frankly. Uh, the Steelers will keep it within two scores. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't believe that you're finding the Steelers plus this many points. It, it feels like an insult to Mike Tomlin as a human, even <laughs> as good as the Bills are. I, I wouldn't like to take the Bills minus 14.5, even though this very realistically could be a Bills 28 nothing after a quarter, really. Um, the Kenny Pickett bounce kind of didn't work last week, but it, I guess it did a little bit. And I'm expecting the Steelers to have a little bit more offense. So that would lean towards, you know, your, your bad Adam of, of being able to cover the plus 14.5 because certainly you're not going to hold Josh Allen to under 15 points. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it if I had to, but in, in this game, it's one that I... Uh, I don't really like either side, to be completely honest. And that's going to be a theme for this whole week, to be up for. <laughs> yeah, dual threat Kenny Pickett as well, with his two rushing TDs. You're going to be hoping that he runs in again this week. You'll be cheering him on on, uh, on Red Zone as a Bengals yeah. fan, which is not going to be Yeah, nice I was going to say, I'm not sure I'm going to be cheering anyone on in that game, but um, <laughs> I thought the value was there. Luckily, um, my wife very kindly organised D&D for 6 o'clock on Sunday evening, so... 
I will be missing most of the early games uh, with the Bengals being on Sunday night football. That doesn't matter too much to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on them. I'll have notifications on. Uh, Callum, what was yours for the week? Uh, I've gone with the Lions plus 4.5, which I'm immediately regretting considering how, how both of these two have reacted to it. Um, it will either be a great bet because the Lions just play close games no matter what and refuse to be either blown out or blow anyone out. Um, or I should have gone with my backup, which was uh, the Chargers minus 1.5 against the Browns because I think the Chargers are the better team in that game. But yeah, I, you know, I've been on this Lions bandwagon for a little bit now and I'm going to continue to ride with them, really, to be completely honest. I, I like Dan Campbell. Um, the uncertainty over who's going to play quarterback for the Patriots is fairly big. You know, if it is Bailey Zappi, I actually think that might help the over in this game. Uh, Mac Jones is likely to be a little bit more reserved and sensible shall we say whereas uh, Zappi is a bit of a gunslinger and we'll just kind of let it fly and see what happens but either way I, I don't see this being a, a game where the Patriots blow out the uh, Lions based on the fact that the Lions really have to be they must have been got into this week by their coaches after the shambolic you know 48 points they gave the Seahawks last week so I'm expecting the Lions to defend a little bit better the Patriots don't have any real weapons of note on the outside so yeah, I'm, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Looks like he's practicing today and may may be able to play. So I'm feeling pretty good about the Lions against the Patriots. Yeah, I think the Lions are probably going to win the game, to be honest. So take four and a half points. I think that's a good bet. I think if Zappi starts on Sunday, this line could be like two and a half, maybe. I think it might come down a little bit. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I like the Lions to win the game. Patriots can run the ball on the Lions, D, but I just think Jared Goff... Playing pretty well. And if St. Brown's back, then I think you'll score too many points and the Lions will probably win the game. It's, it's a weird one. It's the, one of the most fun teams to watch because of the points they're involved in their games against one of the least fun teams to watch. Um, so, yeah, the, the over-under is 47, I believe. Um, that is obviously a nice, happy ground, uh, medium ground between 40 points for Patriots games and 53 for Lions games. Um, so, it's obviously not one that I would be taking. I'm obviously hoping for points in that one. Um, but... Yeah, I yeah, I can't really argue with the Lions being the pick. It's not one I would be taking just because it's Bill Belichick and weird things happen. Um, but yeah, all good. Liam, uh, what's yours? Yeah, so I've gone for Titans minus two and a half against the Commanders. Uh, I think I got in the group chat first deliberately because I knew everyone was going to want to pick this game. I know uh, Callum was interested in it, so I beat him to the punch. But uh, yeah, I just think the Titans are a better football team. Um, surprised the line wasn't three and a half. That might have put me off a little bit, but they could easily win this game by two scores. I think Derek Henry looks pretty good again last week. Um, actually caught a receiving touchdown, which is quite rare for him. So, uh, yeah, he played really well. Tannehill didn't make many mistakes. Uh, I think their Titans defensive line is top 10 in pressure rate this year. And obviously the commanders are awful on the offensive line. And Carson Wentz is pretty bad against pressure. So, yeah, I think this will be a Titans win. Um, I don't think it'll be a fun game to watch, but um, I'm relatively confident that I'll win the bet, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I like it as well. This was definitely one that I was interested in. I just think the Commanders are terrible and the Titans have started to figure it out. They're still not there yet and they're going to need to find more passing offense. But I think they have the pieces around Tannehill that can be useful, especially against bad teams. And the Washington Commanders are a bad team. Yeah, Traylon Burke's out for the Titans for the time being, which is a bit of a, bit of a pain for them. But Robert Woods is obviously pretty, pretty good. Uh, so... And they don't need to throw the ball anyway. And yeah, I, I fully agree. I, I do not like the Commanders at all this year. I think that they are possibly going to be top three in picks in, come um, come the draft next year. Um, I can tell you now that Jack has gone for Miami minus three. That is at nine to ten on Paddy Power. Most of them are 3.5 point, 3 point handicaps. Um, but yeah, Paddy Power at nine to ten. Against the Jets, uh, his reasonings were basically, is Miami, I support Miami. Um, <laughs> no, a li little bit more than that. The Jets are overrated after beating a terrible Steelers team. The Dolphins uh, have shouldn't really be downgraded too much from Tua to Teddy Bridgewater. And only three points um, is pretty darn good. Uh, the Dolphins blitz a lot, I believe, was part of it as well. And Zach Wilson panics against the blitz, so... Yeah, uh, again, one that I can't argue with. I've heard uh, Miami being the pick for quite a few of the pros I've I listened to this week. So, yeah, all good. Uh, Callum? Yeah, I'm in Teddy Two Gloves. Uh, I, I was saying before we came on, I heard a stat that he's maybe the fifth 
most profitable quarterback if you're purely talking in terms of covering the spread over the last kind of decade or so. Um, you know, he did really well when he stepped in for Breeze for the Saints a couple of years ago. So I have to just hope that with the weapons he has around him, uh, he'll be able to continue the Dolphins' momentum. And I would much prefer this at 2.5 to 3.5, as makes sense. But I am pretty confident that the Dolphins will, will win the game. Yeah, I think it was like you said, three and a half, isn't it? In a lot of places, I'm not sure I was as keen on three and a half because I do think it could be a closer game. Tyreek Hill apparently is banged up a little bit, so it, there's a chance it could be a close game. So if Teddy doesn't come out, the the traps starting very well. Uh, and I thought the Jets' offense looked relatively good last week. I think Bruce Hall's played pretty well. So yeah, I like the bet. Um, I'm glad that he hasn't got the hook because I think otherwise, if that was a three point game and he had three and a half, I think he'll be unhappy on the on next week's pod. So I'm glad he got three instead of three and a half. Yeah, I made sure I uh, made sure I found the best line for him on that one. Teddy Bridgewater is 42, 20 and 1 against the spread, uh, 66%. Uh, so, yes, he's uh, although he's only 33 and 30 outright. So uh, he's obviously the underdog quite a lot in those, which probably helps with that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's the Jets. They got a mildly lucky win against a poor Steelers team at the moment. I, I fully agree with this one, and it's one that I was looking at as well. Uh, on to the second London game. Uh, you can get the Giants either 6.5 or 7.5, depending which side you want to uh, lean on this one and depending where you look. Uh, I think it was 888 at 7.5, and I think you get 6.5 elsewhere uh, with against the Packers, sorry, uh, with a total of 40.5. So they are not expecting many points in this one. Obviously, Daniel Jones is, he, I think, he's expected to go, but will be hobbled and He's a mobile quarterback that will probably affect him. Saquon Barkley is the pick for everything for the Giants in this one, frankly. Um, and the Packers are the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. He will find his guys. Romeo Dubs is seemingly his favorite guy now. He scored in two weeks running and got targeted in, in the crunch time um, in their game against the, Pac in the Patriots last week. Uh, it's Obviously, I'm going to watch this one as an ITV, which is nice. Um so free to air TV over here. Um, but yeah, I, I would have to, I don't know, actually, I'd probably lean Packers minus six and a half. It's not going to be near to 10 to 11, but that's the way I'd have to go on that. And I think from what I believe, from what I remember, London games tend to go over. So I'd go over to 40.5, despite it being a possibly fairly dismal game against the run. Um, Liam, what do you reckon? Yeah, so I think it's six and a half. I'm with you. I think you do have to go pack at the six and a half. I think Sky, though, Sky Bet had it at eight and a half. Um, okay. So there's a chance you can try and middle it if you want to risk it, but um, with, the, with the tease. But yeah, if, it, if we're going six and a half, then I think, yeah, the Packers are the play. I know Daniel Jones is going to play now, which I think makes a difference. If this was Davis Webb at six and a half, then I think it would mm. probably be everyone in the world's best bet. But I think Daniel Jones, at least if his injury's okay, he'll be able to run a little bit. Saquon's obviously playing really well. Um, so yeah, I like the bet. Uh, in terms of over, I don't know. I think you'd need a really good Packers run day to, to get that over because I just don't think they can score enough points in the air. But in terms of the spread, I like the, uh, the Packers minus six now. So in games at the Tottenham Stadium, the over is four and one. I don't know how that translates to Wembley games. Uh, but certainly there is this idea that the turf at Tottenham is fast or whatever you want to say. Um, and I can tell you that the one under was the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Miami Dolphins last year in the famous <laughs> Urban Meyer won a game game. And I was there and that was miserable. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely take Packers minus 6.5. It, it, it feels like a big number, but this is also a Packers team with Rodgers. You know, he likes to just put on a show when the lights are bright. And, you know, it's the first first time the Packers have been in Europe. I would expect this to be a heavily, heavily Packers crowd. Um, yeah. I know the Giants have a lot of fans, but this is the Green Bay Packers we're talking about. And every time you go to a London game or anything like it, there are Packers jerseys everywhere. I think people who've been waiting for the Packers to come to Europe for a long time will have spent a lot of money to make sure they're there on set on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's almost the Packers home game. And, yeah, I have to I have to ride with the Packers kind of whatever the line, but definitely a 6.5. I've just checked it was 6.5 on 888 out of 4 to 6. So obviously you're losing a little bit of value on the cash, but I think that's probably worth it to get the hook on the 7. Um, and yeah, I fully agree. There's going to be a lot of Packers fans with 60 quid cheese heads on, um, on their head because that's apparently that's how much those hideous things are. 
That price um, is cra- crazy, by the way, isn't insane. it? That's, that's a rip-off. I know. It's, it, that zero shouldn't be on the end, and even then, it's still too much. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> will buy them as well, though. That's the weird thing. I know. Yeah. They're going to make a fortune off it. Yeah. Uh, okay, on to the first game of the Sunday slate. I have the Falcons plus 10.5 at the Bucks with a total of 46. Uh, the Bucks have got all their players back. They obviously scored quite a lot of points against the Chiefs last week when they needed to. And they didn't run the ball at all. They only had six carries for three yards total, which is ridiculous. Uh, the Falcons looked pretty good, but they'll be without um, Cordero Patterson in this one, who's on IR for four weeks. Uh, Caleb Huntley ran the ball well, but this is a very solid Bucks run defense. This is a very solid Bucks defense in total. Um, I have no lean on this one, frankly. I would have to lean under on the total points, but that is about the only thing I would go with on this. Um, Callum, what do you think? I think he's frozen. <laughs> uh, Liam, what do you think? <laughs> so I'll go. Um, yeah, the uh, go for two pod, which is part of this network as well, we've recorded today, and I went Bucks uh, minus 10 and a half. Uh, I think Tom Brady is averaging something like 390 passing yards for the Bucks against the Falcons. So he uh, he's absolutely killing them, and four touchdowns a game as well. So, um, yeah, I think they'll score a lot of points. The players, they said on offense, are back. I think Godwin probably need another week, and he's obviously got that now. Um the run defense should be better. They're not facing the uh, absolute legend that is Clyde Edwards-Alaire that I've never slandered before in any podcast ever. Um, <laughs> so I think that I would go Bucks for this game, and I probably would lean over as well. I won't bet the over, but I would probably lean over because um, Arthur Smith has actually got that offense looking good. Uh, even though I think Carl Pitts is also out as well with Patterson as of today. So um, oh, Drake, yeah. Lund- Drake London and uh, Marcus Marriott on the ground will be what they need to to win the game. So yeah, I'll go Bucks. Yeah, Pitts being out is, well, you would think it's a big deal, but they just don't throw to him. So does it really matter? I don't know. <laughs> um, I hate this, but I'm going to say Falcons plus 10.5 <laughs> just because they're scrappy and I don't want to bet on Tom Brady winning a blowout. Though, you know, this is if ever there was a game where Brady's going to come out pissed off and throw for 600 yards and six touchdowns in the first half, it's the week that he everyone finds out he's getting divorced. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this could be a Bucks blowout, but I I will I will go Falcons plus ten point five, largely just on principle of not willing to cheer for Tom Brady. No, that that's something I think most of us can agree with. Is uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, next game up is Bears plus seven and a half at Vikings. This was seven for a lot of the week earlier on, uh, now up to seven and a half. A total is forty four, and I mean. You know our opinions, well, my opinion on the Bears. Um, You've got to take the Vikings on this one. They are coming off the London game without a bye week, which is a little bit of a worry. Um, But they do have a fairly decent home field advantage. And the the Bears are just, they're not a very good football team. Um, So, yeah, frankly, for me, all it is is uh, Vikings plus seven and a half. Callum, if you you hear this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I, I did. My stream froze. I wasn't sure exactly what happened. Um, yeah, painful um, to have to actually take Kirk Cousins. But yes, um, I will have to take Kirk Cousins um, yes. because it is what it is. Um, <laughs> what can you do? So, yeah, um, just got to deal with it. The, the Bears <laughs> are a bad team. The Vikings are a better team. Um I, I, Again, if this was in prime time, you might have a discussion about it, but we all know, uh, yeah. we all know what Kirk is, and we definitely know what this Bears offense is. So yeah, uh, under and Vikings minus seven point five. Yeah, I think if this game was in prime time after last night's game, then this week should just be put in the bin immediately. So I'm glad it's not. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on the Vikings. I've got them at seven in a in a uh, double with the Chiefs at six and a half. So I quite like that bet now where those lines have gone. But yeah, I'd still take them at seven and a half. I don't think I'll actually bet it when you can tease it down to. To, to one and a half, but yeah, I still think the Vikings are there. The Bears defense has been better than I thought. Secondary looks okay, obviously, very young, apart from Eddie Jackson, but um, still really good. But the offense is just terrible. And I love Justin Fields, so um, he's kind of let me down this season, so I'm gonna have to stop betting on him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have to go Vikings, and I agree with Callum that the under is the uh, the best bet for the, for the game. Yeah, he hits a few of those deep shots, and that's what they apparently want to do: is run the ball loads and then lob it fifty yards down the field. But yeah, it's um, it's not really conducive to productive football. So, yes, we will um, <laughs> we'll leave the best on that one. Uh, next one up: Texans plus eight and a half at Jaguars. 
with a 43 and a half total. Uh, the Texans are another team like the Bears, weirdly enough, that uh, are not very good. Um, they do have a pretty decent running back, as the Bears do in um, Khalil Herbert. The Texans obviously have Damian Pierce, who broke away for a long score against the team that they played last week, uh, the Chargers, um, who looked really good. And he has, he obviously um, shined, shone in uh, preseason, and he's carried that on into the regular season. But other than that, they really don't have a whole lot. Davis Mills is not really not brilliant. Um, last week, the Jaguars came out to a 14-point head start against the Eagles, which um, caught caught my attention. And then the weather seemed to affect Trevor Lawrence. It was the, only a, a second ever game in the rain, and uh, they gave up five turnovers in the end. They still kept the game pretty close, given um, given those turnovers. And it came down to the last series where the Eagles converted a fourth down. Um, but overall, I thought the Jaguars looked pretty good in poor weather. They're back in Jacksonville this week. They will be all right. I just don't know if I can take them as nine-point favourites or eight-and-a-half-point favourites. I would have to lean Texans because of that um, and probably over on the total, to be honest. Yeah, I lean Texans for sure. Uh, I, I like that they're scrappy and they haven't really caved in any game as, as such. You see even last week against the Chargers. I know they didn't cover, but they kind of hung around and came back into it. And I'm still not wholly bought into this Jacksonville team. I think Doug Peterson is legit as a coach and he's done a really good job here early. Um, but, you know, I don't buy Zay Jones and Christian Kirk as this one-two punch of elite receivers. I just I just don't. Um, ETN and, and Robinson is a good one-two punch in the back. And what's really helping Jacksonville is they have got this young, kind of hungry defense that appears to have a lot of uh, spunk to it. But... Brandon Cooks hasn't had a Brandon Cooks game yet, and that will come. Uh, Damian Pierce does look like he can move the football well for them. So if the Texans can limit turnovers and play sensible football, they can hang in in a game with an eight-point spread for sure. So I'll take Texans plus 8.5. Yeah, I think I read yesterday in the last three seasons, the Jags have only been favoured four times, and they're all against the Texans. And uh, <laughs> the, the, tr the trend continues for these two teams. Uh so in real life, I don't think I'm actually going to bet it, but my lean would probably be the Jaguars. Um, they've got, like, I think they're third in the NFL and uh, offensive EPA per play. The defensive line is like top five in pressure rate. And I think Davis Mills has actually been worse than he was last year. I thought mm -hmm. he probably played better last season than he has this season. Brandon Cooks doesn't get involved as much now. Uh, Damian Pierce does look really good, though. Um, so we'll see how much they run the ball. But yeah, I'd probably lean Jags. I'd, I don't know. I'd probably go over as well. I don't know why. I just feel like I'd probably go over. But yeah, um, I wish this was seven like it was earlier in the week, but it's got out to uh, eight and a half now. You can probably find a better line than this. Um, this is from 888 Sports, who are kind, kind of sponsoring um, the podcast. Um, uh, but they do have very different lines to everywhere else. So um, yeah, it might be worth having a look around. You might be able to get a better line on it. Um, the Seahawks plus five and a half at someone that does not help me. Uh, <laughs> at the team that they're playing this week, Saints. <laughs> Saints. At the Saints, um, uh, with a total of 46. Um, yeah, Seahawks said uh, uh, PFF loves Geno Smith and he has done what he's been asked to do. He's kept it simple, he's not given the ball away, and they scored a ton of points last week against uh, the worst defense in many years uh, in the Lions. Uh, they're coming up against the Saints, who were plucky. I'll go with that against the Vikings. I thought they were terrible first half. They seemed to settle down and get it together in the second half. Uh, Andy Dalton was pretty was pretty good, actually. Um, probably better than four-fracture Jameis. Uh, he's obviously limited with his abilities these days, but he found Chris Olave well, and uh, they drove down the field and nearly nearly pulled it into overtime last week. Um, so I think I would have to lean to the Saints. Uh, minus five and a half is not one I would be very happy with at all. Um, and on the total of 46, nothing. Um, yeah, Callum. But no idea. Hate this game, hate this line. Makes no sense. Mm. Um, I will probably take the underdog just out of, I think that it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me that the Saints are one and three and looking terrible. And the Seahawks have won more games already than anyone expected them to win this season. And yet the Seahawks are five and a half point underdogs. It just makes no sense. So I'm going to take the thing that I think makes no sense and go Seahawks plus 5.5. It just, yeah, either Jameis is not as badly injured as we think or 
Gino has completely hoodwinked everyone, which could be true. But I just, yeah, I, I'm going to have to take the 5.5 here just kind of on principle. Yeah, Gino leads the uh, NFL in uh, completion percentage. And I think he's second in third downs as well uh, yeah. since week one, which is nuts for him. Uh, yeah, I'm going underdog as well. Uh, but I'm going to take the better quarterback, uh, no matter who's playing on the other side. I think Jameis with four broken bones in his back is probably worse than Gino. And Andy Dalton definitely is worse than Gino. So, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. I would probably lean under, though, just because of the coaching staff. So obviously, very defensive coaches. They run the ball a lot. So yeah. I probably would take the under, I think. And I think the Gino passing line was a bit overinflated due to the fact that Callum's Lions can't defend anyone. Um, but yeah, I'll probably go under and take the take the underdog. But I don't think I'll be watching this game. <laughs> no, no, that is um, yeah one of the tougher tougher games to pick on the site. Uh, one that you guys have mentioned already is Chargers. It's minus two and a half. I believe there is a one and a half around. Uh, against the Browns with a total of 47. And I can't really argue with you lot. I think the Chargers are the more talented team. They are definitely the more talented quarterback. And at the end of the day, that's what matters more. Um, So, yeah, I would have to lean Chargers' way. Uh, The Browns have done all right. Obviously, should have won last week. The stats were all in their favor. They dominated that game, essentially, and just couldn't find the end zone. They had multiple fourth downs on two on the or within the five yard line and just couldn't find their way into the end zone um so yeah for me charges minus two and a half i'd probably have to go under 47 yeah i just think i think the charges are uh are the better team um the browns should be four and oh but they're two and two with two terrible losses and i find a struggle to struggle to trust that as a result i think a lot of these games it really just comes down to what can you rely on um, and the answer in the early season is not a lot, but I do rely on Justin Herbert's, you know, talent and what he's able to do. So with Eckler kind of looking a bit more like himself, I don't know if Ke- I don't think Keenan Allen's going to be back this week. But Mike Williams has looked really good in his stead. So yeah, I, ju- I just think the Chargers are are deeper on offense, despite what the Browns will inevitably try and do and just run the ball. You could make the argument that with the success Jacksonville had against the Chargers running the ball, that maybe Cleveland will run all over them. But a line this small, I'm I'm going to take the better team, which for me is the Chargers. Yeah, same. I'm taking the Chargers. Well, I found it surprising. It was like 88% of the money in the States anyway is on um, Browns plus two and a half, which so the Sharps like it. But yeah, I just think the Chargers are way better. Um, Justin Herbert, obviously far superior quarterback. I said previously, I don't know if it's on this pod or on the, the main pod for the site, but I think he's the second best quarterback in the league. So I think if you under three points with him, I'll take him all day. And the points total is really weird because if they run the ball well, Herbert, they can score points and Herbert will have to throw to catch up. But I think if the Chargers can stop them running it, then this will be an under. So I'll probably stay away from the total and go go Chargers. And uh, I'll probably bet on the wrong Browns quarterback for a touchdown as well because I seem to do that every single week. So I'll probably uh, carry on that tradition this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, a little surprised to hear you've got Joe Burrow as the number one uh, quarterback and just Herbert <laughs> behind him. But... But I, I guess it makes sense. Um, next one of the week is 49ers minus six and a half at Panthers. And I, I can't see anything but 49ers on this one. I think the Panthers are up there with the Bears and the Commanders as the worst team in the league. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's banged up. He went last week, but I don't think he's going to get over that injury anytime quick. This is another game that I want no part of, though. Um, but again, a lean to minus six and a half for the 49ers. This game is my I'm sad and don't want to know anything about this game, game of the week. Um, mm-hmm. I not, And I mean this when I say nothing would make me happier on Sunday than 49ers 3, Panthers 7, final score. Nothing <laughs> would make me happier than that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Adam. I don't see how the 49ers don't win this game. The, the Panthers just haven't looked good. Baker hasn't looked good. And this is a good defense for all of my very vocal criticism of the 49ers offense without Mike McDaniel. And, you know, I will continue to stand on that soapbox until proven otherwise. Um, I I, I don't think this will be a high scoring game by any means. So, you know, you could probably set the line at, you know, that aforementioned 21 from last night. And, you know, 49ers will probably win 10-3 or something like that. But, yeah, uh, I think you have to take the 49ers minus 6.5 here just because the Panthers, again, They've earned no trust. There's no belief from me that they would be able to score enough points to keep this close. 
Yeah, probably come back to bite me, but I've got an alt line of 46 and a half in an Acker that I've bet under. And if this game ends up being 50 points or something, I'm going to be fuming, <laughs> fuming on Sunday. But yeah, I think six and a half is a good line. I'm surprised it wasn't seven and a half. There's so many hooks this week that when I saw six and a half, I did consider this as the best bet. Um, probably, I think with the way the Chiefs made the Bucks look last week, this is probably the best defense in the NFL, the 49ers. The pass rush is incredible. Um, obviously, Baker seems to get every pass battered down the line now. Sorry for your boy, Callum, but unfortunately, it's, it's happening. Um, yeah, and I try and find a line on sacks. I know Sky Bear often do like six plus sacks in a game. I think I try and find that and see if you can get plus money on on whatever five, six, seven. Because I think Baker will probably spend all day on the floor. I think with the, his offensive line and uh, this 49ers team. All I know is that if there's ever a game. And if there's ever a person who's just going to come out on a one-game fuck you tour, it would be Baker Mayfield in this game. Just with everything that's been said this week, if there's anyone who's going to do it, it would be Baker. So, um, yeah, it, it won't happen. But if it does, don't be surprised. He can't beat the better QB in Jimmy, can he? So, <laughs> no comment. Yeah, that that that's the battle of uh, below average, isn't it? It's not um, not the most interesting QB battle ever. Uh, the 49ers, I believe, along with the Cowboys, are the only team who have not allowed 20 points this season. So, And the Panthers are, what, 20, 21 and 24 when the opposition scores 17 points. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly sure the 49ers are going to put up 17 points. So, yeah, yeah we'll... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> next game up, Eagles. Now, the NFC favourites. Uh, minus five and a half at... Uh, Callum's Cardinals. How many teams uh, do I have? You have many. Uh, you have the, you, you have the Lions. You have uh, Kyler Murray. To be fair, not a team. Kyler Murray. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Eagles minus five and a half at Cardinals. Forty nine is the total there. And I, I mean, I, I can't see anything but the Eagles winning. Uh, I'm not sure I would take the minus five and a half. A better bet, which we've discussed in the group, is Eagles first half. Because um, the Cardinals do start terribly and then come back in the second half. Uh, weirdly enough, though, the Eagles are averaging 1.8 per 1.8 points per first quarter. Cardinals are, are managing zero per first quarter. <laughs> so I was looking at that as a possible bet for the Eagles, but I think they're a minus two or minus three. So that was a miss for me. But um, yeah, second quarter, the Eagles come out firing, and as I say, I would be on Eagles minus five and a half and. Probably over on the total. Hopefully, this is one of the more exciting games. Uh, weirdly enough, there's only one game over 50 this week, uh, which is the Monday night football game. Um, so the bookies are expecting low scoring. Um, but yeah, uh, Callum. Cardinals money line uh, for me. Thank you. Uh, I do think that the the Eagles are very good. Don't get me wrong. And I'm I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek with money line. I will take the Cardinals plus the five here. Um, five and a half and the over because I think this will have loads of points um, because even if the Eagles are up by 30 Kyler's going to keep throwing and keep running and you know the Cardinals play weird games in this three three twenty five slot every single week so <laughs> yeah um, I, I just don't think the Eagles are good enough to go undefeated and when I was looking ahead at the rest of the season uh, this is a game which I think they could lose the Jalen Hurts Kyler Murray both OU QBs both running QBs. It'll be interesting to see how they stack up against each other. But I do just, I, I think at some point the Eagles have to take a loss. I don't see them going to five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 and 0. And I think this might be one where the Cardinals are able to stand up and, and put some points on them. Uh, the, the Eagles secondary is a little bit banged up. I think Slay is going to play. Uh, but Hollywood Brown started to find his feet. And, you know, for the Cardinals, if they can find a way to be at least 500 by the time DeAndre Hopkins comes back, then I'm feeling really good about my take that they will find a way to win the division because nobody else seems to want to win that division. I mean, look, the Rams look terrible. The Rams look awful. Jimmy like, G, that's what we believe in. Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy, G. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy G's not good enough to win the division. Um, is is so, Gino yeah, Smith? Well, <laughs> I, I probably the one I'm most worried about just because you have no idea what he's going to do. Um <laughs> But yeah, so no, I I just think the Cardinals are in relatively decent shape considering what was an atrocious week one against uh, Liam's wonderful Chiefs. So yeah, take, give me the Cardinals in this game and hopefully uh, 
see if we can put a little run together. What I will say is, I don't expect it to happen, but if you wanted to bet the Callum Squires' team's treble of <laughs> Lions, Cardinals, and Panthers money line, you can get that 25 to 1. I ain't betting um, on the Panthers. <laughs> just say it. Just, 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 just sprinkle. Just sprinkle. Put the Dolphins I, in I, there. I, I, <laughs> all right. Well, let's do Lions. Cardinals, well, his Dolphins. actual team. <laughs> yeah, Lions, yeah. Lions, Cardinals, Dolphins at ten to one. I think yeah. that's a decent. That's a decent underdog in the Dolphins. You know, I think that's all right. Yeah, I'm with you on. Uh, I don't normally say this for the quarterbacks that you like, but I am uh, with you on plus five and a half. I think they're going to win this game. I don't know why. I just think they're going to win yeah, this game. Uh, I don't know why. I hate Cliff Kingsbury, and I will talk about that all season. And I think he's one of the worst coaches in the NFL. However, I think that the Eagles are going to have a bit of a come down here. Obviously, big win last week. They've got the Cowboys next week in a must win for the division. Um, I just think they're going to win. I don't know why, but we don't have to pick a winner. So I'll just pick the five and a half. And if they lose by, if they win by three or something, then I'll still cover. But uh, the first. Quarter points total is 9.5, Adam. So I don't know if you fancy uh, under 9.5 or not. It, it has to be that, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't be any. I couldn't take the over. <laughs> Four to five, that is, as well. It's on Sky Bet. So. Nice. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a nose at that. Um, well, one I should have mentioned now we're on talking about um, first quarters is uh, the Titans are plus money to win the first quarter against the Commanders. The Titans are the best team in the league in the first quarter this year. So um, that might be one to just uh, double back on. Um, talking of the Rams and the NFC West, they are five and a half point favourites hosting the Cowboys uh, with a low total of 42 and a half. Uh, the Cowboys have a pass rush. Therefore, the Rams will not be very good this week. Um, so I have to say the Cowboys plus five and a half. And they're, they're getting players back as well. Obviously, Michael Gallup scored on his return, his uh, first game of the season last week. And they're looking, they're looking all right with Cooper Rush. In fairness, um, again, possibly a bit of a look ahead here, but they know they're a game behind the Eagles, so they know that they have to win this one. And yeah, for me, it comes down to literally that is all it is: is that if the Rams face a pass rush, they are not very good. Um, so yeah, I'll be taking Cowboys five and a half. Yeah, I just wish it was seven and a half. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I I. I, I... I think the Rams look awful. Other than Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, they were terrible on Monday night, like embarrassingly so. It made me angry how bad they were to watch. Um, this doesn't look like a defending Super Bowl champion. They really seem to miss both Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. And Cooper Rush is doing weird things. So, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it and keep riding with Cooper Rush, I guess. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I'd be taking the Cowboys to win the game outright, but... He's four and zero as a starter, so you never know. Um, I will, I will go with Cowboys plus five point five, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Rams minus five point five. I don't. Re- this is the worst line for me. I think you know we said earlier about when you don't want to bet. I don't want to bet this game, but I think I'd probably go Rams. Uh, yeah, the offensive line is terrible. Mike Parsons is an incredible pass rusher, and I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, but Cooper Rush has thrown like three potential pick sixes that haven't no one's even touched. And I just think that his luck is going to run out. And I think I'm more trusting the Rams defense to do something than I am the, the Rams offense. So I think I'll go for Cooper Cup over receptions is my actual best bet on this game. It's seven and a half for plus money. And I think he'll probably get eight, nine, ten. Um, and I think they'll win the game just because of their defense. And I'll just go for a touchdown win at minus five and a half. But yeah, I don't think I'll actually bet this game. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna, we're not going to be betting a lot this week, frankly, are we? It's, uh, it is it is a rough it's probably week. Probably a good light. thing. Probably, I, yeah. I think so. That, that's the key is knowing when not to bet. And uh, yeah, there's there's some rough ones this week. The Rams amazingly are still sixth sixth favourites for the Super Bowl. They are level with the 49ers uh, behind the Eagles, the Bucks, and the Packers in the NFC. Um, so there's still money for them, and there's still people believing in them. But I. I'm tending to lean towards Callum's view on this one is that maybe they had a one brilliant season and that was it. Um, talking of one brilliant season, uh, hopefully not it. Uh, the Bengals are plus three and a half at the Ravens uh, with a total of 48 and a half. Uh, the Bengals destroyed them twice in two games last year. But of course, it was all due to injuries and nothing to do with the Bengals being very good. Um, for me, I, I'm only leaning the Bengals side on this one, and it's not a homer pick. I'm a very pessimistic fan 
<laughs> normally. Uh, but this week, I think that this is their kind of... I'm not going to say get right game because that might have been last week where they had the ability to kind of ease into the game and they they were under pressure in the first half last week, but then were Teddy in despite giving up some big receptions. I think they knew that their defense would get the job done and their defense has been outstanding again in the second half this year. They need to get the offense clicking, but the uh, Joe Burrow came out after that game and said it was the most time he's ever had for the Bengals, which isn't really a high bar because <laughs> he's not had any time in two seasons. Um, but the offensive line did look good last week against admittedly a gassed Dolphins defense. Uh, the Ravens do have a very good team. Um, I won't deny that, but uh, Rashad, uh, Rashad Bateman missed his third practice this week and he is their leading wide receiver. I'm not going to say pass catcher because that's Mark Andrews, um, but it limits them even further through the air. Um, Lamar has proven he can do it. Hopefully the weather will be good in this one and we get, a am not going to say a fair game, but a, a real game because um, there's no, I was going to say there's no real injuries. The Ravens do have injuries already because they do every year. Um, but yeah, I'm rambling, just trying to defend my Bengals take. I'm going to take the Bengals plus three and a half. Um, and I will be up awake and looking forward to this one. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to disagree with everything you said, though I do think that if uh, if Tua had played the full game last week, we might be talking about a very different Bengals record right now, and I would put a significant amount of money on that. Anyway, uh, onto this game at hand. Uh, I like the over here. I, I don't like either side particularly, but I do like the over. Is this just because it's Sunday night and you want to bet the over on Sunday night? Kind of. But also, I do think these are two explosive offenses Big plays are kind of built into this game. The Ravens secondary, we've already seen what the Dolphins did to them. And as good as Hill and Waddle are, Chase Higgins and Boyd can do that as well. Um, and there's three of them rather than two of them. Uh, Andrews will, will you know, be effective as he always is. And J.K. Dobbins looked really good in his return from injury. So, yeah, I just see points. If I had to lean aside... With it at 3.5, I would lean the Bengals. If it was 2.5, I'd probably lean the Ravens. I can see this being a Justin Tucker field goal to win this game. Um, or an Evan McPherson field goal, to be completely fair. So, uh, you know, I do think this will be tight. I do think this will be a 34-31-28-24 type game. Uh, I definitely see it going over, and I think points will be... I think this is our like makeup for the misery of last night. I think the Sunday and Monday <laughs> night games will both go over to make up for the atrocity that was last night. Yeah, they need to go over by a lot to make up for last night, don't they? Yeah, De definitely. Uh, yeah, in terms of this game, I'm a little bit of a Bengals hater, a little bit. So uh, <laughs> I should I should recommend the plus three and a half because of the field goals. Um, but I'll probably go Ravens. If there's one coach I hate nearly as much as Cliff Kingsbury as Zach Taylor in terms of offensively. Uh, but big Lou Anarumo, the uh, DC, is incredible. The Bengals defense for like 20 weeks now, if you include last season, has been one of the best units in the league. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a close-ish game, but I'll go Ravens. Um, I do think if they start well, um, from a Ravens point of view, this game will go over, go way over. Um, just because I do think that Joe Burrow in that offense can pass all over them. And the secondary for the Ravens looks pretty bad this year. So I think I like the over probably the most, but you need the Ravens to come out and start well just because of how good that Bengals defense is in the second half of games. But yeah, I'll go uh, I'll go the over and Ravens. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> that is fine. No, the Bengals are given up, I believe, one touchdown in 31 drives, and that was against the Dolphins last week. So they do know how to lock it down, admittedly against terrible quarterbacks. So... They haven't faced anyone like Lamar, but uh, the Bengals have built these last couple of years to beat the Ravens. You you built to beat the best team in your division and slowing down Lamar after he did that spin against them seems to have been the key to, to the Bengals and they put up 82 points on them last year. So I don't know. Injuries don't care. Um, <laughs> I think um, I think Bateman might be out for this game as well, which if he is out, that does make a difference because they, apart from Andrews, they have really not got anyone else to throw to. So if Bateman's out, then... This could change a lot of people's perception on the game, but we'll see. It's a late game, isn't it? So we won't find out until late on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, very much looking forward to it. And as I say, luckily, I'm not watching the early games, so I won't be drinking as much. Uh, so I will be up and um, soberish for this one. Um, 
won't be too much steel, random Steelers abuse on my Twitter feed. Uh, and then the Monday night game is the Raiders plus seven and a half at the Chiefs. This was plus seven earlier in the week, which obviously is a much more um, appetizing line. Uh, total 51.5. By the sound of it, we're all going only over on this one. I would still be leaning Chiefs just because Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes own this division. Um, but yeah, I, I my one bet for this one, I think it'd be 51.5 over. Just a little uh, kind of in-play AFC West update. Uh, the Broncos have lost two players for the season after last night. Garrett Bowles is out with a broken leg and Ronald Ooh. Darby is out with an ACL. So good things for Denver just keep coming. Um, as if anybody before the season thought that anyone other than the Chiefs was going to win this division. Um, Chargers maybe still have a shout, but I'm <laughs> glad to have been proven right that the Broncos and the Raiders were the biggest off-season frauds out there. Anyway, yeah. yes, I like points here. Over, 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 over. Um, Mahomes is still Mahomes. Kelsey's still Kelsey. Andy Reid's still Andy Reid. And the Chiefs, in a very different way to the 49ers, who it appears like the 49ers can pick a guy off the street and he'll get 40 yards rushing in any game. Um the Chiefs seem to have nobody who can get 40 yards rushing, but they all seem to be able to get open and catch passes. Um, Edward Hilaire has had some decent games so far this season. I know Liam's a huge fan. Um, but generally speaking, I just think this Chiefs offense is deep. You know, Juju looks a bit more like his old self. He's starting to get open and get catches. Valdez Scantling is still a good deep threat with his speed. I still think Miko Hardman needs to see the ball a little bit more personally, but um, in general. And then, you know, we haven't even mentioned Sky Moore and. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who looks really good as a potential number one back, you know, almost a maybe a second coming of Kareem Hunt, maybe in 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 Kansas City. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the Chiefs in the over in this one. The Raiders are frauds. Um, well, I guess they're not frauds because they're one and three, which is about accurate. So when they're one and four, I feel I feel really good about my my preseason Raiders take. Feel sorry for Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, to Derek Carr is maybe the single biggest quarterback downgrade we've ever seen in this league. Um, unfortunately for him, uh, nothing personal against the Raiders. Just they, they're, they're not what people thought they were, and the Chiefs are what we think they are. Cam's just trying to butter me up, so I like his quarterbacks next week. I can see what's. Uh, I love the Chiefs. This is why I we can see what's happening. I don't understand why you hate all my other takes because I love the Chiefs. <laughs> no, yeah. In terms of the spread, like I said earlier, I did get it at six and a half. That was before the Bucks game, though. If you, I know Sky Bet don't do it, but. Eight sport do it, and so do um, Bet Victor. You can get the spreads for next week before the games are finished. So I managed to get Chiefs six and a half, which I think if you can get anything like that on on game day on Sunday, then on Sunday Monday you should do it. But yeah, I'd still take the Chiefs seven and a half. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes averages thirty nine points against the Raiders, um, so there's going to be points. Overs probably the play, but uh, if Derek Carr has a bad day, then and Andy Reid will just shut the game plan down in the second half. So I'd be worried about the over if um, Derek Carr doesn't play well in the first quarter. But if he does, then you're probably in for a bit of a shootout. Uh, and then the, the actual best play for me in the game is Mahomes' plus odds for over two and a half passing TDs. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but Brady's also plus odds. So you can pair them together and get like three to one. Um, I like both of those. I think Mahomes will play really well in this game. It was a year ago to the day of this game that the John Gruden scandal came out and he was fired. Um and it's week five last year where they decided to win a game and then take a bus trip around the stadium to celebrate that the Chiefs players keep talking about. So, yeah, I think Chiefs win, but I'll go for the Mahomes over as my actual best bet for the game. Uh, yeah, and just to round that off, um, Andy Reid is 15-3 against the Raiders. Um, so I think there's very little chance of that. And as you said, the whole... Um, <laughs> bus trip thing which was just ridiculous uh any props from you guys i know you've, we've mentioned a couple through the pod uh anything else that stood out to you uh yeah i got another rams one so acres is reception uh, sorry receiving yards is five and a half and the amount that stafford's going to get pressured he's gonna have to dump it off to the running back so i quite like acres at over five and a half receiving yards and then yeah the other ones that i've said are just the same so cooper cup over seven and a half mahomes over two and a half pass and tds Brady over two and a half passing TDs. Um, yeah, they're the ones that I like. Yeah, I think that I think those all sound pretty good, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't had a chance to really get into many props this weekend as yet, uh, but I trust Liam in her, implicitly. I did see Skybet had a uh, Eckler Henry Jefferson touchdown treble, which I liked in the early games. Mm. Um, they also had a 
Cup, Debo, and Miles Sanders in the late game, which I hate and would stay away from under all circumstances. <laughs> um, but yeah, the early one I liked. So Cup, Debo, one six to one ish. Cup, Debo, and Miles Sanders was eight to one. Ooh, okay, okay. Right. Eckler, Eckler, Jefferson, Henry was seven I, or six to okay. one, six to one, six to one. I think. And so five to six, five or six would have been mine. Yeah, six to one for that early one. Yeah, um, so I like, I I like believe... that early one, but the late one, I, you cannot trust Miles Sanders. I know he's done it recently mm-hmm. and he might continue to do it, but he also went last season and scored like one touchdown. Jalen yeah. Hurts is a vulture for very good reasons because he's a great runner with the ball. It just There's no chance you'll find me trusting, trusting uh, uh, Miles Sanders in that late game unless... I've won a bit in the early games and you're just throwing a tenner on it for, for Pete's sake. Yeah. yeah, and I believe that you can you can only back once on a Sunday, but I believe Liam's told me that you can back... You can back um, in advance, yeah. Yeah, you can back multiple times if you get on um, yeah. over various 24-hour periods. So Yeah, um, Friday, I Sunday, I, normally. Yeah, so I think I'll be getting on... The early one tonight. Uh, apparently, I can get up to eighty quid on it now, which is um, wow. fairly crazy because I'm sure it was twenty quid last week. So, didn't think I'd lost that money, that much money over the week. That, uh, <laughs> they've uh, they've upped me, but um, yeah, it's good to know. Um, well, fair play if right. you get on it twice at eighty quid. By the way, that's confidence if you oh, get on it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm doing that. I mean, that'll be um, yeah. I bought a new laptop today. That'll be another new laptop <laughs> if, I, if I want that one again. Um, yeah. So, thank you guys. Um, we're coming up on our time limit here, so we will say goodbye. Um, thank you very much for listening, and fingers crossed I will win a best bet, finally. Probably not. 